Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to Queering the Air. You're on 3CR Community Radio and I'm in the studio with Amy and Bridie. Hello, Sasha. Hi. Um, today we've got a great show planned for you guys, lots of queer music. We're also doing an interview with Bridie about Dykes on Bikes. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about the referendum in Ireland as well. Yay. Excellent. So now we're going to cut to a couple of community service announcements and then we'll come back to chat with Bridie more about Dykes on Bikes. Well, if you listen to three CR, clap your hands. If you listen to three CR, clap your hands. If you listen to three CR, yes, you know where you are. If you listen to three CR, clap your hands. If you listen to three CR, clap your hands. If you listen to three CR, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to three CR, flap your ears. What? Who the hell's that? Flap your ears. What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. Flap your ears. Get out. Get the hell out of here now. Jumbo, you are listening to African Australian Voice on 3CR. Bringing you all the latest in the African Australian community. In local sport, local news, music, film and dance. African Australian Voice, Sunday evenings, 5.30pm, 8.55am. Tristan Taramino, and you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR. You are indeed listening to Queering the Air on 3CR, and you're in the studio with Sasha and Amy, and we've got our guest, Bridie. Yeah, so Bridie, as we were just saying, we're talking about dykes on bikes. We are. So tell us a little bit about Dykes on Bikes, Friday. Okay. Well, um, I guess the term Dykes on Bikes was formally first formally used in uh, Pride March San Francisco, 1976. Uh, they put the bikes at the front to stop them from overheating and to clear the crowds out of the way. So since that time, we've been leading Pride Marches, Mardi Gras and gay games uh, the world over. Awesome. Fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of Dykes and Bikes in Melbourne? Yeah, sure. So the Melbourne chapter has been in operation for about four years. Um, We had a Victoria uh, branch for a few years before that, that disbanded. And about four years ago, a few of the girls got together and created Dykes and Bikes Melbourne. Mm. So we've got about 50 members and we have um, over 40 rides a year. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so it's um, it's a kind of, it's a fairly new chapter then here in Melbourne. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Cool. And so tell us a bit about, because you don't just do, obviously, the um, the Pride March. So yep. tell us a bit more about what you guys do on an yearly. Yeah, okay. So every month we have a cafe ride where we open it up to family, friends of uh, our members. So we encourage people to come along and meet some of the girls, have a drink, have a chat. Um, for people who are maybe interested in joining us, they can come along and get to know us a little bit better. Um, for the members, we do numerous rides throughout the year, 
all over Victoria. We few of us attend um, different prides throughout different states. Some of the girls rode up to Adelaide last year. Many of us have been to Mardi Gras in Sydney. A bunch of girls went over to San Francisco a couple of years ago and rode in Pride over there, which was a massive highlight for them. Um, Yeah, and throughout the year, I guess we just do different rides throughout the state. Yeah, great. So it sounds like there's a lot of uh, mm, bonding time. Yeah, there's a great bunch of girls all from uh, different walks of life, young, old, um, many with kids. Yeah, we live all over Victoria, some travel from as far as Wonthaggy. We've got lots down in Geelong, lots, I guess, in Melbourne itself. Uh, yeah, so we try and cater for people who live all over the state and, yeah, share the rides, I guess, equally over the different regions. Yeah, cool. So can you talk to us a little about, um, I know you've talked before uh, when we were talking earlier, about the kind of community aspect of dikes and bikes. Yep, sure. Um, yeah, I guess we're a pretty close little bunch. Uh, we doing a few fundraisers. We had midsummer. Um, we had a stall at Carnival this year. We raised quite a bit of money for. Uh, we gave some a check to midsummer itself and to Way Out, a uh, organisation down in Shepparton. So yeah, we're really conscious of trying to give back to the community, mm-hmm. uh, raising money at different fundraisers. Um, yeah, and trying to participate, I guess, in the, the different things that the community has going. We've got Bake Off coming up in a few weeks for Midsummer, which is a um, fundraiser for Pride. So, yeah, trying to get involved in as much as we can to support our local community. Mm. And it sounds like you guys really have your own community, you know, like it sounds like a really safe space for women who are interested in riding to come together. And- Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, we're uh, there's a great bunch of girls. Um, no judgment on what you ride or how you ride. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're all very friendly and we just like to get together and ride. We don't want uh, too much politics or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah we're just, we just want to ride and have fun with a great bunch of girls. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, I mean, I really like this kind of vision of the kind of girl gang, you know, the dykes on bikes. Because, yeah. you know, you often kind of think of biker gangs of those kind of really masculine, kind of scary kind of gang, you yeah. know. Um, and you kind of really turn that kind of gender perspective on its head, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think when we're roaring down the freeway, um, we may look a little tough, but I think when people meet us, they realise that we're just a bunch of girls who really enjoy each other's company, like to ride, um, just have a bit of fun. We're, uh, yeah, it's not too serious and we're certainly not a scary bunch, that's for sure. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Um, and so, I mean, I know we've talked before, you know, earlier we were talking about some other media you've done mm-hmm. and how there's, there's, there's a kind of, there's a... Um, kind of a desire from uh, from people to kind of really portray you in that way isn't it they really want to see the kind of gang as this kind of scary tough kind of thing and yeah we had a photo shoot earlier on in the year um and when that came out I think a few of us were surprised we were all uh looking pretty serious and maybe pretty scary but yeah I guess when you get to know us we're not like that at all yeah yeah Fantastic. Yeah, I've actually been to a couple of your events. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I was quite, you know, um, it was a very warm space, really generous. Very welcoming. You know, yep. yeah, kind of, um, yeah, so I can absolutely um, attest yeah, to that. Yeah. Yes, attest to what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, cool. Um, so is there anything else you wanted to so you wanted to uh, promote? Yeah, sure. We, like I said, we have cafe rides uh, each month. Um, they can be found on our Facebook page, Dykes on Bikes. Just join up. Um, all the info is on there. We also have a family and friends event coming up um, later on in June. And we'd, yeah, we'd really like everybody to come along if they have time. Jump on our Facebook page because all the details are there. Um, 
And I guess if anybody is looking at getting involved, jump on the website, which is dikesonbikesmelbourne.org.au, um, yeah, or Facebook. We have all yeah. our infos there. Yep. And would people need to have like basic kind of riding skills to join? Look, not everybody who is a member um, rides motorbike. You can be an yeah. associate member, um, come along in your car. Yeah, not everybody rides. We have a lot of partners that are pillions, so you don't have to ride a bike to be part of Dykes on Bikes. There are plenty that don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you just want to be with a cool bunch of girls and, yeah, check out our Facebook or come along to a meet and greet and meet some of us. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. Alrighty, well, um, we might leave it there. Yeah, great. Thanks for yeah, having me cool. in today, guys. Thanks, Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Thanks so much again, Bridie. And um, we're going to go to another track now. This is a new track by Hiatus Coyote from their album that's just come out called Choose Your Weapon. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome back, listeners. You are on 3CR Community Radio. This is Queering the Air. We just played you a smorgasbord of queer music, local and international. Um, also a retrospective language warning. Sorry, guys, about some of the language. Um, so sorry about that. Too. <laughs> the studio is attacking us, or more accurately, I'm attacking the mic with my laptop. Um, so we were just listening to Tributism by... Um, a Montreal band called Gamus, and they um, describe themselves as a fat queer femme band and they've just dropped their um, new album quite recently. It's available on Bandcamp and it is a self-entitled album. So that is Gamus by Gamus. Um, and before that, we had another song by them, Cross Dress for Less. And before that, we were listening to Hiatus Coyote, Breathing Underwater from their new album, Choose Your Weapon. Yeah, awesome. And before that, we had uh, Bridie in the studio with us talking about Dykes on Bikes. And they've got some great events coming up. You can um, find out more about them. They have their monthly um, cafe meets where you can come and meet some of the women involved and um, check it out if it's for you. Um, And Bridie was saying there's a number of opportunities for people to get involved and not ride bikes either. Yeah, so, isn't that cool? Yeah. I didn't realise that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Got a great little community going on there, I think, of really um, down-to-earth kind of club, I think, this one in Melbourne. So, Yeah. yeah oh, it just sounds good. like it is so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you can check it out on their website. And they also have a Facebook page, um, Dykes on Bikes Melbourne. Just Google them, and I think that's what it's called on Facebook as well. So thanks again to Bridie. Mm. Um, well, there's some pretty big news this morning. It's not all that common that we get big news on a Sunday morning, especially that <laughs> relates to queer issues. But um, we have just heard a few hours ago, probably you would have heard as well, that um, Ireland has just, uh, by popular vote, um, voted in favour of gay marriage. So there's some interesting facts around that, the first being that this is the only country in the world to have ever voted um, by referendum for gay marriage, so it's the first ever country to vote for gay marriage, um, just the vote directly from the people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, Sasha and I were talking kind of earlier about our the kind of conflicted nature of how we feel about about this. You know, on the one level, you know, um, you know, I think that it's it's great, like the energy around it that, you know, people have – and, you know, people have – made the effort to fly back 
for the kind in the idea of um, equality yeah. um, to, yeah. you know, gay and lesbian people. Yeah, apparently there's been up to 60,000 um, Irish expatriates that have flown back into the country to vote because you can mm. only vote in Ireland for some reason. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that's a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, we we're also talking about our kind of reservations around the limited nature of actually what does it mean, what does equality mean in, in terms of marriage, you know, is that is that true equality? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, uh, you know, Sasha and I were talking about, you know, we were talking about how um, that actually there's a lot of people that aren't encapsulated in that kind of framework, you know. Mm. Um, when we talk about, you know, gay and lesbian marriage, we're often talking about a particular narrow framework that doesn't apply to a lot of people and it's still, and, you know, a lot of resources have been put into the kind of gay marriage debate um, and the, the kind of conflictual feelings that that brings up for us, you know, in terms of the amount, the, you know, the other number of kind of situations that are going on around the world that are putting people's lives at much more risk. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to polarise, you know, these kinds of things that one is more important than the other. Um, but, you know, the amount of resources that go into something that, you know, predominantly feels like um, very narrow, um, limited kind of um, area is quite frustrating, I think. Yeah, it can be kind of. I think that sometimes um, it's a little bit like gay marriage can be um, seen as the same thing as gay rights, like, um, or the gay marriage movement is equated with like a broader sort of queer trans mm. rights movement, whereas yeah. I think that a lot of people are left out when the main focus of LGBT activism is is marriage activism. And this is a debate that's been going on within the queer community for a long time. And mm. it is like I was so happy when I heard mm. the news this morning and yet um, and also just the political nerd in me is sort of <laughs> interested in the fact that it was a referendum, it's the first referendum, um, and yet that ongoing debate is really important to acknowledge that mm. this is a very... Um, thorny issue mm. and um and i think a lot of other issues that surround the lived experiences of queer and trans people aren't as kind of glamorous or like socially um of social high status as as marriage um such as homelessness and mental health issues that particularly affect our community as probably all our listeners know because we talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's that that's that does trouble me. And um I think one of the things that makes me really happy about this having happened, because I haven't I'm not entirely sure if the civil unions that existed in Ireland before this morning did give the same rights um to queer people who were married as um marriage does in Ireland. Um but so I'm not sure if things have changed really on a legal front, but I think that the campaign against gay marriage in Ireland was very much around um, uh, the rights of children and children having the right to have a mother and a father. Mm. And um, you may online or um, through other means have seen a lot of the posters and stuff were very much about protecting the child. And um, apparently the Catholic Church in Ireland didn't do much public campaigning against gay marriage. Like there was a lot of... um, uh, so, like, 
preaching to the the congregation con, con, congregation <laughs> um but not so much like public advertising but there was another a group called the Iona Foundation, which as far as I can tell is a secular foundation, but a foundation that is very much against marriage on the basis that um, gay marriage will uh, expose children to to the gays, um, <laughs> which apparently is terrible. Mm. Um, so I do think it's a nice um, F you to <laughs> that kind of homophobia. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's always the thing. It's like, you know, you feel like, you know, I, you know, I've, I'm – you know, I think I've probably made it clear already on air that, you know, I'm not really that interested in marriage and, yeah. you know, I'm not. But, um, you know, at the same time, whenever, you know, when you often hear politicians speak out against it, there's this kind of anger because you know what that actually means. It's not just about the marriage. It's about, you know, you're, you know, we have no, um, we don't want your type, you know, to be part of us, to be one of us in our society, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, well, I don't really want to be part of that, you know, what it is, but... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, that sense of, yeah, um, being a second-class citizen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have friends that kind of, you know, when I sort of post something about, you know, something really homophobic that Abbott said, you know, in relation to gay marriage or whatever, Mm. they kind of go, what do you care? You know, you've made it quite clear that you're not interested in marriage. It's like because it's the homophobia. It's the expression of homophobia. And what I feel like this is, it's expression against homophobia. And that's what I think is actually so exciting about this, um, this, um, win, if you want to call it that, you know, yeah. like this, the yes vote to marriage. I think that it's an expression against homophobia and that's where I'm always divided between feeling like not interested in the marriage debate. I mm-hmm. think marriage is a very conservative, you know, it comes with a whole baggage of things that I think I I have conflict with. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I feel like it's an expression against homophobia. And so I'm always conflicted when my friends, you know, want to be like, you know, my non-queer friends want to say, oh, you know, the gay marriage. I'm like, I'm not interested, but I like that you feel passionate about you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of gay rights or whatever. And yeah. so it's it's very tricky, I find. It is very tricky, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, on the one hand, I think a lot of people have turned around and sort of said, oh, my goodness, since when is this the big issue? Why are we all campaigning for marriage? Especially in a country like Australia where we've got civil unions that more or less entitle us to the same kinds of rights as married couples. Um, mm. Let's not even get, to, get into, like, the lives of people who are like poly or who live single and are not interested in being in relationships um, or who don't, you know, want to mm. have relationships that fall within those kind of configurations. But, um, yeah. yeah, but it's also well, unpleasant. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's all about, you know, giving priority to those in relationships, you know. Mm. There's a kind of status, you know, for being – and I think that that is a very kind of heteronormative kind of concept, you know, to see you as important as part of a couple, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so tricky because – and then the ways that we're attacked by anti-gay marriage and generally homophobic um, spokespeople tends to be um, – you know, your your relationships aren't legitimate, you're not even in real relationships and there's so mm. many polarised, yeah, difficult absolutely. sort of it's, things and it's, it's very yeah. complicated. Yeah, so too deeply ambivalent about marriage <laughs> people. <laughs> we say hooray island though. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, in the main, you know, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and it is fascinating, as people who've been um, following the coverage will know um Ireland has come from a place where 22 years ago um, sex between male-identified people was um, 
decriminalised to this point of the first referendum. Um, what's happened in the space of that 22 years, it's very fascinating to see. Mm. Um, there is some theories around um, the Catholic Church having much less power because of... Um, uh, similar to what's happening right now um, during the Royal Commission into um, child sexual assault within the church. There was that sort of scandal in the 90s in Ireland, apparently. Um, and since then, the Catholic Church has apparently lost some of its um, political and social clout. So there's a whole... Mm. There's a lot going on there. But, yeah, so that is yeah. that is news, and we've talked about it. Yeah. Look, I'm also... Sorry, I just kind of think... You know, I think I'm also really interested to to know more about the kind of resistance space, you know, the kind of gay and lesbian politics, you know, pe- you know queer people that are, you know, fighting, you know, been fighting since 92, you know, pre-92 and 92, you know, around the kind of oppression, you know, and homophobia and transphobia that obviously exists in that country because mm. it exists everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of interested about those kind of struggles. Um, so, you know, I think, yeah, no, like, Give credit where credit's due, I suppose. And, you know, I think that it has to be seen in recognition as part of that, as part of a pushback against a homophobic kind of, um, yeah, Uh, narrative, a homophobic society, you know, homophobic, yeah, that was occurring. And, look, you know, probably still occurs, you know, let's not, let's also not pretend that, you know, we've got gay marriage now and everything is great in Ireland, you know. Mm, definitely. Um, I think that's the real, that's the real, um, prob- you know, it's the the issue here of like people being like, oh, we've got gay marriage and, oh, does that mean we all, we all shut up shop? You know, like mm. gay rights is no longer, you know, there's nothing to fight for anymore. Like, you know, I just think, yeah, there's... Yeah, that's my concern as well about what happens when you get gay marriage because yeah. that's where all the focus is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, yeah. It's tricky, and let's. We were both joking before the show that we just can't wait until gay marriage is just legalized, <laughs> and it can hopefully the focus can go more in other places because it turns out that like there seems to be a lot of money that is available to be poured into mm. campaigns, and there are definitely some other campaigns <laughs> that probably could do with some more funds. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, those people will be as generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go to another no track cynicism now. from us. <laughs> we will curb our enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a track called um, by Vivek Schreier featuring Sarah Quinn of Tegan and Sarah um, called Your Name. Hello, this is Archie Roach and you're listening to Good Music on 855 AM on 3CR. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130 Monday to Friday 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter. 
Why Gender is a group for trans and genderqueer questioning young people and friends. Why Gender runs social events and have monthly meetings in the city. Check us out on Facebook or see ygender.com for more info. Ygender.com. Welcome back, folks. You're here with Queering the Air, 3CR, 855 AM. So you were just listening to... Uh, you were just listening to a track called Your Name by Vivek Schreier featuring Sarah Quinn. And, um, yeah, we're talking about all sorts of things, the Irish re- referendum, believe it or not. What we're not talking about is Eurovision. Definitely don't <laughs> check any news websites today if you don't want to know anything about Eurovision. I'm just remembering last year we we also had the Eurovision show and we did talk about Eurovision. Oh, God, I feel so bad. But anyway. Well, yeah, so sorry <laughs> if you're expecting that this year. Um, I didn't watch Eurovision at all this year. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I'm just, like, trying to, like, keep my head in the sand and, like, I'm finding out later tonight, so. <laughs> but, yeah, um, this morning I texted Amy being like, oh, we've got to talk about Ireland. And Amy was like, oh, did Ireland win Eurovision? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, here we are on a sunny, a sunny afternoon. It's a sort of brisk 17 degrees out there and... um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do a little bit of a plug for our um, film fundraiser we've got coming up for 3CR. Um, so the film is called Amy, The Girl Behind the Name, uh, and it's all about Amy Winehouse, um, a documentary about Amy Winehouse. Um, so that is on at Kino Cinema on the... <laughs> This is really embarrassing. Uh, it's on it's on 2nd of July, Thursday, 2nd of July at 6.30pm at the Kino Cinema, 550 Collins Street in the city. And the tickets are concession $20 or $25 for full. And that's to um, raise money for 3CR, which is, you know, your money is a big part of how we continue to be on air to... Um, you know, hear all the good rants that you do from Sasha and I. Mm, um, it's very true. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so this is to help us uh, meet Radiothon target. So um, this is being put on by um, 3CR. So it's the big, I think, it's my the three big 3CR fundraiser for Radiothon, which is coming up from the 1st to the 14th of June. Um, and you can go on the 3CR website and find out more about that if you'd like to donate money. And, of course, if you want to donate money particularly to our show, you can get on there and make sure that you add that you're donating for Queering the Air. We will love you for helping us meet our target. We would we would love you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we'll announce you on air. You'll get your, your name, whatever name you want, mm-hmm. read out on air. Yep. 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 Yeah. So we're going to have a big show on, I think it's the 14th, is it the actual... Our show? Oh, I think it's the 21st. <laughs> the radio is between the 1st and the 14th of June. I'm so sorry. It must <laughs> be the 14th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's the 14th of June uh, and we're going to have – there's going to be a few of us in the studio that we get together and make it a bit of a fun show. Um, we'll all have some um, – our own different music um, for to play for you as well as lots of um, interviews and chat like this – like we always do, yes. 
Yes. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was to keep an eye on our Facebook page, um, Queering the Air Facebook page, um, because we're going to have some of our own um, films, uh, film fundraisers coming up over June. Um, So keep your eye out for that. They're going to be held in the city also. So, um, yep. Yeah. So that's exciting. Radio (laughs) fun. Um, And just before we go, I'm going to do a quick review and recap of a show that you can currently stream on the Four Corners website, Four Corners, the ABC show. Um, This is a documentary called Being Me, and it features um, interviews and generally information and stories about um, trans children in Australia. Um, And um, it relates to the fact that a lot of people are coming out younger and younger. Um, often um, when you read or talk to trans people about um, our experiences of being trans, like a lot of people do kind of like start identifying as not being the gender they were assigned at birth quite early, but there has been a growing trend towards people coming out younger as there's just more information available. And so it's a really interesting look at the um, experiences of um, three children in in Australia. Um, So some things that I really, really loved about this um, segment, and as I said, you can stream it on on the the Four Corners website, so um, that's free, and I think it's a 45-minute episode. Um, Some things I really liked was that um, it detailed in... um, in a concise and informative way, the issues that um, trans children can have to accessing um, gender affirmation surgery and um, also um, testosterone or estrogen. Um, And the difficulties, namely, were that the family court used to have to um, basically um, order that it was okay for a particular individual to have access to um, these, um, especially hormones, um, and this was a very costly thing and it basically prohibited most people in Australia from um, being able to access those hormones um, and um, also puberty blockers, which um, are very important for um, young trans people, some young trans people who really want to take those. Um, and it also discusses the family court, the challenge that was brought in the family court um, against this current system and um, the precedent that was set um, in the ruling um, of that uh, of that case, which was that trans children no longer need a family court order in order to start accessing hormones. Um, so it was fascinating from that perspective, um, um, not in any way to sound patronising, but it was just like I was really in awe of the three people who were interviewed about their experiences, um, talking on national television as um as a child about experiencing um, about being trans which is still um something that is very marginalized i think in our society um i think that that is really amazing to come out and do that um a couple of things about this show that i did struggle with a little bit was that um i think it was probably in order to um get through as quickly as they could to the maybe general like cis straight um view viewers um the uh the experience of being trans the way that the um 
that the interviewer and the voiceover person in particular described these children's experiences was very much like, oh, this person was born a boy but has now become a girl or is now a girl, or this was a boy born in the body, um, you know, born in a girl's body, um, without there really being any indication that actually not um, all trans people do, do really see um, our experience in that way. And... Um, actually sometimes find that to be um, a bit of a reductive um, framework around which to to classify trans experience or characterise it. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with that being the way in which you describe your experience at all. It's just that um, to have that sort of like presented um, categorically as the um, like as the way that you would describe a transgender child, I did find a little bit... Um, I found that a little bit of a stumbling block of the show. Um, I, I hope that they did consult with some of the amazing um, trans um, community groups in in Australia because I think that there are lots of resources out there in like in terms of like different ways that you can talk about trans experience, um, especially as like a cis person on TV who works in the media. Um, and also another thing that was a little bit difficult and um, there's potentially a trigger warning due here is. Um, children who were interviewed for this show were questioned um asked quite leading questions in terms of their experiences of being suicidal mm. and um the i felt like the way that the show presented itself was very much like if young children can't get access to hormones then um sort of like the obvious recourse is that they will commit suicide and um although it's really 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 important for the general community to understand that there are very high rates of suicide in the trans community and that that is a big um it's it's a big part of the experiences that um people can have i think i was a bit troubled in the way that the the line of questioning that followed um when suicide arose and um i think Presenting trans people only sort of as these tragic figures or these figures who have been um, excluded and marginalised is um, that's part of the story, but it's not the full story. And I mm. think it's really, really important to, as much as that being centred, to centre the resilience and strength and the beauty of trans people. And yeah, so probably mm. nobody from Four Corners is listening this afternoon, but. Mm. <laughs> That's my review and my recap of that. I would definitely recommend um, checking it out. It definitely gave me a much more comprehensive idea of the struggles that um, people who are under 18 and who identify as trans um, experience in terms of, like, trying to navigate the legal system. But mm. And if yeah. it, so if anyone just tuned in, uh, the name of the film is called Being Me. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. On Four Corners on the website, you can check that out. Yes, you is can. Is it fi- easy to find, Sasha? Yeah, if you Google Four Corners being me, it'll pop up. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, we look like we're running out of time today, folks. Um, so it's been lovely to have you listening to us on air. We've enjoyed um, being here in the studio. Uh, we heard – so you can go back and podcast us um, later on tonight. That should be there for uh, your listening pleasure or to post up on your Facebook page. Um, so we li- earlier we spoke to Bridie from Darks on Bikes about what they do in their club. Um, Sasha and I ranted about uh, the island uh, gay marriage uh, news. And then you just heard Sasha give a little bit of a uh, a review on the Being Me um, program on Four Corners. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, tune in next month for our um, Radiothon special and also tune in next Sunday for regular Queer in the Air programming and have an awesome afternoon, guys. Bye. Bye. You're listening to 3CR Radio.